Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No. No. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the Socialist Community oh, yes, yes. And you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. Comrade, 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 comrade. It was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in. Has changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist Sustained propaganda. Hello, hello, Grant Edwards from Liberty NZ. Well, yesterday morning I caught up with John McLone from Kentucky and Liz Lambert, who's from Waiheke Island here in New Zealand, in Auckland. And uh, Liz was talking to John about a lodial title. Now, for those of you that don't know much about uh, titles, uh, Liz is a bit of an expert. And uh, so let's listen in to that conversation and see what we can learn. So so they just they just swap the, the fee simple over to and called it a lodial uh, sorry called it um eminent domain that none of the governors um were told go home after the revolutionary war they instead they then expanded and made you know got other areas and made them into states and put governors in place right it fits with that imperial model but you've always got to remember that um the British Empire followed the Roman Empire. Okay, so they just they just use the same methods, that Roman method of um, counting, mm-hmm. census, mm-hmm. surveying. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. know exactly where you are and who you are, and often mm-hmm. how much you earn, how much you've got. You know, you think right. about a census, right? So. Um, yeah, and I mean, you think about the time of Christ. What, what did they go to um, Bethlehem for? For the census. The census, right. Mm. So, yeah, we get, Nothing we, get new, a, huh? we get a good peek at the Roman Empire when we look at, you know, life of Jesus Christ, don't we? Mm-hmm, we do. So, yeah, uh, I would... Then we, um, well, we have a little stick, sticky wicket then because Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Ah! Ah, good, good. Now that's a reply the the IRD made to me. Okay, mm-hmm. when I said I'm not paying any more, it's not. I said I won't pay income tax. I said don't take the tax on my benefit because I'm a pensioner now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do this and this with it, right? And they said just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you. You can't. You don't have to pay tax, but they they say the income tax acts say that you have to, but they never quote you right because they think that they don't know they're talking to a lawyer right. So I haven't written back to them yet, but one of the things they did say to me was, in in the case of such and such and so and so, and I know the guy who was in the case, so um, I know he was kind of on the right track. Um, Thomas J, which is um, Justice Thomas, said, you know, that quoted Jesus as saying, "Render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and what is God's unto uh, what is um, unto God what is God's." Right? Mm-hmm. And um, the the problem they've got with that now, though, is we've discovered there is no more Caesar. Right? Caesar. Yeah. In the Roman Empire is gone, and the Caesar, which is basically um, the, was the British Empire, because that's where your governor is um, descended from, is no more either. And they were never allowed to be and have that and have that privilege of taxing you after 1649, because they were frauds, right? So the answer to to the to the um, taxation question is, show me um, where you've come from, Governor, and tell me why you're still there after 1649, right? 
you lost your authority to tax after that. Now, for example, I think we talked before, didn't we? And I said, now, for example, if the if if there had been a rebellion at the time um, that that Jesus was um, preaching, you know, the three years he was preaching before the um, before his crucifixion, and there was that was the time um, that was the reason for his crucifixion. Actually, it was a political. He was crucified as a political prisoner. Now the it was the it was the Jews themselves who didn't didn't want their their nice little deal with the Romans upset, and that's why they they pushed it and put it onto to Pilate's hands. But it was you know it was like the Jews who who made the bullet, and the Romans who fired it. Mm -hmm. Right. Now. So let's say things had turned out different and, and Jesus had led a revolution. Right? We wouldn't have been crucified and that wouldn't have been to the plan, right? But um, the fact is that the Romans would have gone and there would not have been any more taxation on the Jews. They would have had tithings to their, to their synagogues. That would have been it, and it and the and the law would have been um, what is it? Every seven years, all the debts were forgiven, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. That was their law, right? Right. Right. And it probably reverted to that when the Romans were went back to Rome. When Rome fell, I don't know um, about uh, exactly about that history because I haven't thought about it too much, but. Mm -hmm. Pilate and um, Pilate was there for a little while afterwards, and then I'm not sure how many more years the, the, the Romans were in Palestine. But when they left Palestine, the people there wouldn't have been sending any money back to Rome, that's for sure. You wouldn't think so, eh? No, they sent it through the governor, and the governor would have been gone. Right. You know, you still haven't got you still haven't got the Romans and and well, you have kind of <laughs> in Israel. Well, the the yeah. religious machine, the the uh, Pharisees and Sanhedrin, they they would be the policy makers or political leaders. They yes. would fill that vacuum after the governor left, so they would yeah. be getting the tribute. And Romans thirteen, yeah, going back, they weren't that, getting so tribute. They weren't getting tribute. They were getting they were getting money to do sacrifices to to God uh, and for the upkeep. They weren't getting it as tribute, no. Okay, so I'm, I'm associating the wrong word then. Well, tribute is like, I'm the ruler. Um, it means I'm the ruler and you do as I say. Yeah. Basically. Well, they definitely and, ruled. Uh, through the law, they, they definitely ruled the people through the law. Through the and, law they did. Through yeah. the law they did. But it wasn't maritime law. It's not an it wasn't an imperial law that they, they used. Right. It was a religious law. Correct. But but would you agree that the the religious law would make the policies for the people, how they would live and when I think of policy I think of politics. So that's yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm associating word etymology correctly there, but it seems reasonable that politicians make policy, and therefore, if the religious leaders are making the policies for the people live from God, then they're they're the politicians, though they're religious, you know, theological politicians. But the, but you don't vote priests in, do you? No, they're they are inherited. <laughs> They're inherited. They can also be, um, yeah, but they could also, uh, were certain people that could or couldn't be priests, right? But right, they had to be. Do you hear that? Levi. They had to be that tribe, yeah. But they right. had to also be very learned. So there was right. an element of. Learning. Yeah, just because you were in a Levitical tribe didn't mean you were going to be a priest. Yeah. Very selective. And I mean, uh, this is the thing, though. I mean, they also held held power by moral sway because you could you could be Jewish and not be keeping um, 
not paying them, right? But then sure. you wouldn't be allowed to go to the synagogue, temple. right? Correct. The temple, sorry, the temple. Yes. You wouldn't be allowed to go no. to the temple. And then you would, would be worrying that you were going to burn in hell. Did they have right. hell? Concept of hell? I can't remember. Well, Sheol. They called it Sheol. The underworld. Yeah, hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, um, <clears throat> you had your choice. Had your choice, and you could have, you know, you could have joined some other religion that that didn't require you to pay tithe, I suppose, or sacrificial, um, sacrificial um, payments. Lambs and doves and things like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Wave offerings. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I'll tell you what, uh, John, they are absolutely terrified about allodial hair. Mm. Um, we've de we did the first allodial claim in September of last year and not a word back ever from them. Mm. Haven't tried any trespass, although there haven't been people um, living down there permanently yet, but, but it has happened in other parts of this country. Mm -hmm. And people are living there, and um, there has been no comeback. At first, we got a little comeback from the councils. Um, the Department of Conservation was um, landlording it, if you like, for the state mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In, the, um, in the first place we did, which was a national park. Um, uh, and never anything back from the Department of Conservation arguing our our claim mm. and saying, no, no, there's no such thing as, as allodial in New Zealand because what I did was I used the modern example of um, that in actual fact, um, well, I used our history as well um, and the way that the, what would you call them, um, our first governor, Hobson, um, the way um, he made the prop made contrast with what mm -hmm. um, Elodium. Okay, so Sorry about the, that. No, you're fine. Uh, the, he's, he's, a, he's a great um, he's a great interviewer sometimes, John. It's just like, it's so peaceful. It's just like, he lets me go on and on and on. <laughs> I, I do enjoy listening to his ability to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've experienced it too. Yeah, no, he's good. Yes, he's, good. Um, he's very good. So I, I, let me just interject real quick there because I had found one document within uh, the Kentucky law referring to a lordial, and uh, I got uh, very excited about that, and it's as recent as 1942, Whoa. October 42. Cool. So it's recodified uh, 1942 Kentucky Acts Chapter 208, Section 1. Effective yeah. October first, forty two. And wow. this is the only, I couldn't I mean uh I, I put it what's in the, the chat. What's the case behind it, John? I, I couldn't find case? anything other than this. It, I'll just read the title to you. Yeah. It uh, says uh three eight one dot zero two zero titles allodial and subject to a cheat. And then it has a hyphen, it says right of eminent domain. All land okay. titles in this state are lordial and subject to us cheat. The entire and absolute property in all land in this state is vested in the owners. Well, I really keyed on that because I own these properties. Yeah. They're, they're paid. So according to the nature of the respective estates, except that the Commonwealth retains the right of eminent domain in and to all real estate. Now... As I understood, now, the eminent, eminent domain would be to, the right to, to say, oh, we need to put a road here. Right. <clears throat> I believe that's what you could argue that that, that, that is all it um, applies to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the, by a street, they could be saying, if you don't pay your taxes, um, we're going to come after you. However, I believe that um, that there needs to be it put before them that they are wrong okay before they even get to it right so <clears throat> what what um i have done um or what people have, have started to do on land that they pay taxes on and say 
right, we're not paying any taxes now because we've made this allodial. And they come, at first they came back with, <coughs> excuse me, at first they came back with um, the answer, well, there is no allodial in New Zealand. And, um, uh, you know, that that's it. You know, we've told, it, we've asked our legal team and they've said no. So, so then um, I got, I wrote another letter for them back saying, well, in actual fact, there is, and you can find descriptions of it um, under things called native title. And they're in um, settlement acts um, that the government has done with, with Maori, uh, where they've made claims that their ancestors lived in places before and, um, and that they carried on trade in those places, right? And what the government has done here and it's been a political move rather than a <laughs> rather than a worked out, you know, um, proper. Ladies and um, gentlemen, I'm your pilot. Proper foundation is they've they've given back so-called loads of land and tons of money settlements, and to to Maori, you know, millions, billions of of. Um, taxpayer dollars have gone into these settlements. But one thing they have provided is proof for us that Elodial does exist. So ex when that letter went back, they've stopped that now. Now, they have still said, well, you still... Then, then an, another letter has come back saying, well, you need to pay rates and um, uh, this is, you know, you just need to pay rates, basically. And uh, something about the rating acts, etc. Now, um, <clears throat> of course, we know with 1649, that's imperial legislation, right? It's not common law, right? And it's common law and allodial go together. Common law holds on allodial land. So it's not like people can go and declare allodial and then become lawless. They're actually more bound than, than ever because that's what they, they rely on. Um, you know, common law that, mm -hmm. because it's it's based common law is based on ten commandments. You know, right. thou shalt not steal, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, they're bound by common law, but and and they go together with the lodial. The rest is all that imperial or maritime law is has got no um, doesn't hold because of sixteen forty nine. And I believe that that holds doubly in the um, in the US because not only you know was um, King George the Third, isn't it? Yeah, George the Third, he was he was crowned illegally, according to the English Parliament, and um, he made war against the United States, and and you guys won, so you got rid of them twice. Now we uh, we are one of four states, Kentucky, that is Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. So right, so you four, are still part of the Commonwealth. Yep, yeah. yep. So how does that does that tweak anything or make well, it? Uh... The Commonwealth came into being actually, and here's the funny thing: the Commonwealth didn't exist before Oliver Cromwell's Parliament. It came into existence because you had a treasury, right, that used to belong to the king. So when the people... I, I was yeah, thinking, the, Grant, I don't mean to interrupt you again, uh, sister, but you're getting a lot of buzzing and cracking in your feed there, so maybe we should oh. reset, Grant, and uh, try to clear up the communication, maybe. But you're much better now. So, yeah, okay. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about the Commonwealth. Yeah. Do you want me yes, to talk about the Commonwealth. the Commonwealth only arose at the time of um, of it became part of the system if you like um, at the time of the interregnum okay because the um, the taxation had been levied on behalf of the king and and there was not going to be there were no were not supposed to be any more kings so so that money was the common, the common people's wealth, Got it. right? So it's actually referring to money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, 
it's been taken over, obviously, the Commonwealth by the US Treasury. Yeah. But they don't. I mean, if you stop paying paying taxes, I, I I mean, there's there's a couple of there's a couple of groupings in in New Zealand. It's got a a really fascinating history in New Zealand in terms of Maori and Crown and their dealings with each other. Um, mm -hmm. uh, William the Fourth was um, the 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 so-called king that they made a deal with and. 1832 and they got a trading flag and they got they got this thing called the declaration of independence off um william the fourth right which was a very strange thing because um as far as we can make out in 1832 there was uh, new zealand or aotearoa whatever they wanted to call it they didn't call it anything, apparently, just home. And um, they, because um, they didn't have a concept of a, a nation. They, they, they were tribes, independent tribes all over the place. So um, they, but anyway, a, a confederation of these chiefs got together and signed a declaration of independence where they got a flag, <coughs> a trading flag, and they got the freedom to get go into ports uh, without having their um, they paid they paid uh, um, they paid a customs duty or something, but they didn't have their goods confiscated because if you if you went if you go into a port that's not a free port and you know you have to they'll take your goods if you haven't got the money to pay the the tax so so they 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 are pretty good trading nation right from the very well at that time they were they're useless now, but um, they were good trading nation, uh, not a nation sorry good trading peoples, and they um, they were trading mostly between New Zealand and Australia, but um, yeah they they got their goods confiscated in Sydney and then that's when they were after a, a flag because of course. Britannia ruled the waves, and they, um, you know, they they blew people out of the water if they didn't, um, you know, if they didn't pay. <laughs> uh, or they no, they were more civilized than that. They they just set up ports <laughs> and made sure that they they got their taxes when they wanted them. So, mm -hmm. but anyway, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, the Commonwealth, right? So apparently. Um, there must have been a deal struck because Maori were the only, were the, you know, were running the show here in terms of force. So, and there were occasional traders that would come down here, et cetera, et cetera. But they were hugely outnumbered by Maori. So, as a, to keep the, tra I believe, to keep the trading route open, because they were looking at, um, the British were looking at New Zealand for um, cowrie, cowrie trees that they would make into spa, spars for their ship uh, and, you, mm -hmm. know, um, you know, on sailing ships. And mm -hmm. also flax, um, good, very good flax for making um, canvas. So um, they had goods down here they wanted to trade and I think they probably knew the geology of the place as well quite early that there were goods it was good with gold and stuff here so as a potential you know good place to have an administration mm -hmm. they they said oh well you you guys a confederation of chiefs and and we'll give you your independence which will make you a nation well you know mm -hmm. maori didn't read or write so they were very impressed with all of this stuff <laughs> and so they really believed that they had this this thing. But anyway, they got they were they were I think at the time of William the Fourth, they were probably thinking, right, well we're going to impose a taxation there. We're going to take revenue there. So we'll do a deal with them and we'll put it in and we'll say a part of it or all of it, I don't know, but we'll put it into this thing called King William Trust. Now According to Maori, it's worth trillions right now because it's been working 
in their favour on all the trading goods for a very, very long time. Now, there's another trust, which is called the Queen Victoria Trust, or the Victoria Trust. It's not called Queen Victoria, it's called the Victoria Trust. And the people who signed the um, Treaty of Waitangi, now that included the Confederation of Chiefs, plus other, other chiefs, right, they got set up with another trust, and that, I believe, is linked to rates and, um, yeah, to rates, so land land taxes flowing mm -hmm. through, collected by um, borough councils at that stage. It, used to, it was based on the borough system, sure. uh, so based when you, on borough when, councils. When you say rates, you mean taxes? I mean taxes. I mean land taxes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, through a borough council system, uh, and they would they would collect those land taxes or uh, taxes. Yeah, and and they, and there was a cut going to the Victoria Trust too, and which Maori also believe has got you know gazillions in it because of all of the time that's elapsed, right? And it's been and managed apparently by. Um, royalty in europe um what's mm. his name that got is in trouble at the moment prince andrew is one of mm. the trustees of the victoria trust um i think the spanish monarchs too uh, um yeah i mean as you say these families say they, they stick together mm -hmm. uh, they have long histories of of running the show and they can do this stuff because they were able to order um, armies around. And, mm -hmm. you know. They still do. <laughs> yeah, they still do. They but still we, can, do. We, can, we can starve, them, starve the beast, hopefully. We'll make our, mm. make our go at it. But I tell you, they're really terrified of Elodial here because they know they can't, they can't say, no, no, it's not. It's not here because they'd have to then give up the idea um, that that you know the the settlements were something legally done, right? Well, right. no, not the yeah. They'd have to give up the idea of that they declared some of these places native title, right? Mm. Because the way that native title was described and is described in the acts themselves is exactly the same as what we did with New Freeland. Actually, and it's similar to what, what uh, happened here as well, I, I think, I'm pretty sure. And actually it's probably blueprinted, copied and pasted all over the world. Yeah, yeah, they tend, not very imaginative really. <laughs> well, if it works, you know, if the people if fall works, for it and it works, it. just why change it? Why? Well, I fixed exactly. something that's not broken. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so getting back to the, uh, of course, that's all very interesting with the Waitangi Treaty and Henry Hickey and all all those things. I've been uh, very interested to hear Grant and others talk about these things. But, but to get back to the U.S. side of it, uh, mm. maybe I'm coming off too selfishly here. But uh, to get back to that uh, and how I could start and go about uh, these things. If you look in the chat, you'll see. I posted the full case law, which I happened to stumble upon while uh, we were listening, and uh, that I didn't see the revision date on that. But uh, yeah, so so that I don't have time to read it now. Of course, I cannot listen while I'm reading. Um, but uh, maybe oh, we could. Oh, here we go. Is that it? Yeah, you yeah, see it. Now? Okay, oh, I good. see. Kentucky Chapter Three Eight One Title to on mm -hmm. use ownership and alienation right okay mm -hmm. so anyway uh, I and I don't want to cut the uh, the show short I would like to go maybe another 20 minutes if you could but I'll have to mm. go after that maybe a half hour at the most and mm. um, well I'd like to read this case anyway sure uh, that'd well, be great well, that's just a statute but I'll be able to from here it'll be it'll be on a case for free case for free on CaseNet. Okay, cool. And the other thing it'll I was looking be, for... Because it it'll have been, a, there'll be a, a question about, you know, you know, what was the situation and why 
and the legal reasoning will be there. And that is interesting about alien uh, about um, a lodial title. That's cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, because so... I mean, the lawyers here first first knee jerk reaction was, well, we don't have a lodial uh, a lodial in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Well, that's saying, well, they have it elsewhere, right? But um, we'll find that although they use different words, the situations, the fact situations are, mm -hmm. are right. you know, pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. That's good. So, uh, but I did want to, uh, if I may uh, jump in there before we get back to Kentucky, because I know I asked for a redirect on that, but um, you were mentioning that we uh, take on the beast. I definitely want to to resist him, you know, submit to God and resist uh, the devil's work and all his minions and what's going on with all these things that we're seeing. And uh, as I laid out in my first idea about I'm facing, we're all facing uh, a system where we don't have money. And if we don't have a COVID shot passport, we can't pay our taxes. Therefore, we're, we will surrender our homesteads, our homes, farms, uh, livelihoods, all those things will, will become homeless. And uh, I, if there's any way I can avoid that, because I know if I can keep my property, I can. I don't need uh, them to provide water. I don't need them to provide power. I can figure out how to do all that for myself. And uh, I can grow food. I, I can grow cattle and goats and sheep and chickens mm -hmm. and uh, actually be a help to my fellow man because well, it's modest. We only have 33 acres, but you can get a lot of people oh, in 33 awesome. acres. Okay. Yeah, 33 but you've acres. You've got enough to feed yourself plus, so oh, you've got excess. Yeah, feed lots of people. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, also, also, you've got land once it's allodial, um, and, you know, if you've got restrictions placed on you to travel, well, first you can allodialize the road, and um, leading up to it, or they people can allodialize the road from their house to your house or whatever, and um, and then you can um, and then you'll come up against the eminent the domain stuff. That'll be interesting, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but I don't think they can maintain that um, because it's already it's already paid for. You know, it's public right. road, uh, and then um, then you can you could provide a place for a market right mm -hmm. you could right. you could say we'll come to our place yeah. bring your bring your vegetables fruit go to the warehouse yes. buy a load of um stuff bulk and bring it out and we'll have our we'll have our supermarket here no yeah, no mask trade. required no mask hmm? required no shots no, required. no mark of the beast required either the mask required mm. in fact we don't want anybody who can that. No. no, we can have the people who've been vexed, poor things. They might recover. Yeah, so that sounds uh, sounds wonderful. I also uh, was heard. I heard you speaking on another show about. Uh, I do not consent to the federal government withholding an allowance for their filthy, uh, greedy uh, reserves anymore. I do not trust the way they spend money. They they uh, have no balance in their checkbook. And so why should I give them an allowance anymore? Mm -hmm. So I have to start looking and reading that too within our system. I know men, people have won it but uh, against the federal government, but, but of course it's not publicized. It's not, they, uh, good, good. you know, it's yeah. suppressed. In, in, the, in the press, it's suppressed. Why, why would it be? Well, but, well what, what, if you find it, it's good to pass it around because what we're going to be doing is we're going to be a lot more cooperative with each other um, and sharing our knowledge of these things, right? Because you've got it as your case precedent if you ever have to go to court over these things. You've got it then as, as the, the precedent for um, argument. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I, I believe we will still have courts, but... Um, but there is no more need for imperial law, and that's that's the dangerous thing because they've mm -hmm. been by imperial law is how they've raised armies, how mm -hmm. they've sent armies overseas. Mm -hmm. I mean, under um, Magna Carta, right? 
Um, and I believe that under the um, common law system it holds in the United States, you're only supposed to have, um, you're not supposed to have a standing army. So you can have an army for defence, yeah, but you're not supposed, yeah, and, and you can have militias, yeah, but you're not supposed to have an army that can, can attack, that the king can use, the king, because remember we're talking about the time of um, King John, um, actually, I think there were kind of a, I, I don't think it was only King John, I think there was quite a few um, rebel um, uh, earls and whatever, whatever they were, lords, um, at the time of um, various kings early in the, because um, we're talking about the Norman invasion, yeah, Magna Carta, yeah, Norman invasion. Um, there were quite a few um, uh you know, rebel lords mm -hmm. and um, over the years. And so there was a, quite a few Magna Cartas, but the one that we're familiar with about the armies is because the king would, the king would say, right, you, you, you get out of line and I'm going to take your land back and I'm going to use all of the other lords to turn against you and escheat, okay? The land mm -hmm. would escheat for right. um, not just taxes, but... Um, uh, the other thing that they used to use it for a lot was um, 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 when the owner would die and uh, there was no inheritance. Loyalty. You know, if you if you raised an army against the king, you, your land would oh, cheat. If, yeah. if, right. if the king won, and he usually did because he had, sure. you know, that kind Better of moral, um, yeah, yeah, and a kind of a moral um, like, oh, um, you know, God ordained or something. Which is, um, you know, to, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but to to talk about that for a moment, uh, the raising of armies, things against the kings, it's it's very dangerous for us to um, to say that, well, we, we, we want to fight against mm. the government, you know, whether it's Australia, yes. New Zealand, or United States, what, Britain, France, whatever it is. The government mm. force is overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, so, so if if we were to fight uh, in, in any sense of the word, it'd have to be morally, spiritually, yes, and lawfully, and lawfully, and lawfully. And so, so using the law in mm. establishing a boundary, a place where they can't cross the line, without mm. me uh, being able to exert lawful trespass force you know, to mm. warn them. You know, in the military, we had this. Uh, a doctrine of a fatal, uh, you know, a fatal encounter, right? So mm. we can use deadly force if the person, this is dealing with civilians now, we're not talking about mm. on the battlefield, but dealing with civilian security, if a civilian was threatening another person mm. or your own person with any type of yeah. deadly force, it could be yeah. A knife or a gun or you see anything like that, it's automatic, they're dead. Yeah. Automatic. So yeah. the same rule can be play, uh, played out against the police or against a uh, squad of soldiers that might come to your house if yeah. you thought you could defend against a squad of soldiers. Now, if I had, uh, let's say I had a shotgun and a forty-five or something like that uh, mm. and two people, uh if I tactically they were in the right place at the right time and you had the element of surprise, you could probably take five or six mm. uh, opponents out, right? But you have mm. to have an interaction to make this lawful. You have to have an interaction where they, where they violate the space, they violate the yeah. trespass, and they threaten your life. They pull yeah. weapons or they say they're going to take you off. Well, that mm. I don't know what you're going to do with me. I have no idea the government, the way it's acting. So in that case... I could lawfully, you know, in, in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, we have what's called a castle doctrine. So my home is my castle. That That is really the boundary I can die on. And mm -hmm. uh, so they invade my house. It's all over, right? Yeah. Come on my property and trespass. Now the the level of force is built up because you're coming on my, on my property with a weapon or multiple weapons. Mm -hmm. Now I feel endangered, right? So, but I, I could not possibly organize without uh, all the, the, the different listening devices that we have all over the place, 
without them understanding and knowing that I'm coming against them and they would just take me out. They would just assassinate me, right? I'd be done. So there's no way that you could uh, you could win a war like that. So the war would have to be a guerrilla type war. It would have to be skirmishes where individuals are not, you know, they're they're operating independently, and they're surprising the system with carnal warfare, right? Or in this sense, a lawful warfare where you're trying to defend your property. Of course, when you do that. And if anyone gets injured or killed, then the greater force will come. And when that greater force comes, now you won't be able to withstand it. You no longer have the element of surprise. And all your your family members, your children, grandchildren, they will suffer because of your first defense. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Well, that's why, that's why Jesus said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and, what is, and unto God what is God's. Because he knew that he was going to be crucified. Right. And he knew his family and his tribe and were going to going to have to live with the Romans. Right? Mm -hmm. right. And he didn't want to say no, don't give money, you know, because they he knew they were a a brutal you know, they were a brutal um, ruler who would, you didn't pay taxes, that's it. That's why he said it. But now we know, because of course those people um, didn't, weren't of the level of sophistication of working out, well, yes, we could use the law this way and that way and, and argue this and that, right? Mm -hmm, right. Well, now we have, now we have, more civilization and we have we have courts where we can argue about these things and we don't have to resort to we can we cannot pay the tax and say this is the reason why and we can win and win the day now right. i think that the lockdowns and the, and this where they've tried to take over with the new world order tactic etc mm -hmm. when we take when we will take an injunction or we will take some sort of action to court saying we have proof that you have new, you enacted this law with absolutely no reason and to trick us. It will erode and has eroded already, I believe, the moral, um, the moral standing of, of the state mm -hmm. to a large extent, mm -hmm. to a large extent. So it makes it a lot easier to, to do something like say, well, you know, um, this is the sort of people, this is the state that we are dealing with who will go to any ends to control us. And um, we must, we must um, fight against it, but right. with law and right. with, with the action of, of declaring your land allodial, saying, mm -hmm. you know, we are safe here and, mm -hmm. um, and we know that you have no moral reason for coming on uh, and insisting that we are vaccinated or that we should hand over um, our weapons or whatever, um, or we shouldn't defend ourselves because mm -hmm. they will be proven to be just the, mo the most awful monster. Mm -hmm. And and so they have no moral, they have no moral um, uh, strength anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, they've just destroyed it. Right. They've just destroyed it. Now it's it is not obvious at the moment because of course they have as their their partners in crime, they have the media. But the mm -hmm. media will be will be brought down by this as well. Yeah. Because they have they have colluded in it all. And sure. um it it will be made obvious. So I think we're in a very different situation than we would have been eighteen months ago. Very different mm -hmm. in terms of mm -hmm. claim colonial. It was only see it was only um it was only September that we did we did um, claim the Lodi in New Freeland, so we were already in the you know feeling the beast upon us. You know, it's been sitting there all the time, but it's never really showed itself until until this lot, these um, the scamdemic. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been uh, I won't mention the name of my company on this recording, but it's a very large worldwide company, and. Uh, 
anyway, and very highly, heavily communist and liberally politically minded uh, company. And I have been talking to the head of our plant since the beginning of this, since they mandated our masks. See, the first, first couple months was voluntary. Mm. And I never wore a mask a day. And I've never been out one sick day in 18 months. Mm. And I've never been late for work. And my rates have always been 80 to 100%. So I work in this little uh, picking products. And, oh. uh, yeah, so I walk about 10 miles a day. <laughs> So day, today I worked a half a shift. I, I, worked, I walked five miles. Went to take oh, a five-mile walk. Yeah, that's not that's not bad. So anyway, that's a part one part I really like about my job. And also I, I got the classification of having flexible shifting. So I mm. pick what shifts, what five-hour shifts I want all week long. I can work up to 60 hours a week or I can work as minimum. I have to work a minimum of 20 hours a month. I can take three weeks off and fly to New Zealand if I could. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, once we allodialize the airports and the ports, <laughs> life will be a lot easier. That's right. That's that's what we have to do. Yeah. So I've got my eye on uh, the Nashville terminal and the Louisville, Kentucky terminal. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, what I wanted to I'm in charge oh, of uh, Auckland North. Wong Ray to the Bay of Islands is my area. Hmm. <laughs> so you've got yep. a couple of airports in there, don't you, uh, Grant? Yeah. Yeah, we've got Kai Town, Kiri Kiri. I've got a new strip on the property here. Little, and of course, you've got an airport it. with a lodial that, that you have all of the airspace above. And you have all of that below. So of course, all that, all that gold that you might find or coal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I we so have got, oil on our fuel, property. You know, you've got fuel as well <laughs> in Kentucky, right? We've we got do. some coal there. Yeah, I have oil bubbling out of the ground. Is that right, right G? Well, it's Texas seeping. gold. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, that's Texas right. Tea. It's Texas tea sipping out of the ground. <laughs> I, I don't like the rigs. They stink so badly, though. I, I, you know, they said, well, that smells like money. I said, yeah, but I live here. Well, you won't care about that after you after you run the rig for a few months. You won't care a bit. And uh, the guy that sold us this property said his brother uh, on his property had two wells producing $8,000 a day. Each, hey, each well. you got to alodialize. You do what you like, then. <laughs> Right. You don't need a you don't need a permit to prospect, right? He's going well, for it, mate. anyway. I, I so, sorry. No, no. I I was uh, I wanted to because we were I mentioned it, but then I I let it go. But about taking on the beast, and uh, mm. I'm so thankful that our our King uh, and Lord Jesus Christ is going to be the one that that vanquishes him in finality. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, so, so Brother Grant, uh, would you read Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, verses seven to ten, maybe? I think sure. it would really uh, encourage the listeners and maybe Sister Liz too. Yep, Second Corinthians chapter one. Okay, here we go. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, uh, with, which is at Corinth, uh, with all the saints which are uh, in. Achaia, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Uh, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for the consolation and salvation which effectually, uh, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. And whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you, or our hope uh, of you, in is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so 
shall ye be also in the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you be you have you ignorant of our trouble which came unto us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch as we despaired even of life. But but we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead. Shall I keep going from verse nine? Yes, sir. Who delivereth us from so great a death? and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Ye okay, also... Uh, sorry, brother. Is this Second Thessalonians or First Thessalonians? Oh, um, a second... Oh, Thessalonians. <laughs> did, I, did I say Corinthians? Maybe, maybe no, I, I said Corinthians. <laughs> maybe you did. Second Thessalonians. Yeah. First, uh, chapter 1? Yeah, chapter 1, starting in verse 7. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, well, I'm not second sorry, Thessalonians chapter reading. 1 never waste, never verse waste 7 John. and to you who are troubled rest with us, oh this is good this is when the Lord deals with these people and to you who are troubled <laughs> rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power uh, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore, also, we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Yeah, yes. so that's good news when he shows up to establish a proper kingship, a good, godly, holy kingship yes. on this earth. Yeah. So. Theocracy. Yes. Mm. Amen. Mm. Oh, thank you very okay. much, Liz. That was um, really good. Uh, John, did you think you, you right. we need to... Meet yeah, I would love to have another another chat with Liz if we could, um, mm. only because that document that I shared with her, and I think there's a another land settlement document I need to find. Uh, in the meantime, uh, whenever we could be uh, meet again in in a week or so, or sooner or later, I don't know. But as our schedules allow, Liz, if you would. Yeah, that that sounds great. I love um, I love to see new cases and. Yeah, 1942. Wow, that's great. Right. All right. Well, with me today was uh, Auckland lawyer Liz Lambert and uh, from Kentucky, John McClone. And uh, so we look forward to having you both on Liberty NZ again very soon. Thank you, Grant. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Grant. All righty. <laughs>